0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And it is a lovely Saturday morning at 11, uh, 11.05 and ready to go hear the Pinpoint Health Show. It is a live call-in show, of course, 416 870 6400. And Dr. Lou is ready to uh, to take hold of the reins and run with it. You have any uh, health concerns, pain problems you've been uh, thinking about? Bring them on. 416-870-6400. Get some answers. It is info at pinpointhealth.ca. And uh, reminding you that the podcast long form, some great stuff on there on the Lou Down. You can search that for wherever you find your favorite podcasts as well. But as mentioned, the phone line's now open here at the radio station for you to uh, to call in 416-870-6400 how are you pal hey john good morning how are you good man i'm uh, i'm ready to go what do you got for me today
2: yeah i mean so i mean the biggest thing here is i love interacting with the the listeners. so i'm hoping for the calls coming in uh with people's health questions as we've spoken about over the last few weeks a lot of health care has been uh deferred obviously due to COVID 19 yeah. which is very unfortunate um, but that doesn't mean that people's health problems and concerns have necessarily been deferred because, you know, our bodies don't necessarily follow those rules, obviously. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there I've had, I, you know, with, the, with what I've been doing and offering virtual assessments, I've had the, the pleasure to deal with a lot of people. Um, and a consistent message that I keep hearing is that um, their healthcare care providers are still not operating fully. They're still unable to see them. I find that I'm hearing this mainly about family doctor offices in all honesty more than anywhere else um, but you know I, I keep encouraging people there are alternatives right especially when it comes to the musculoskeletal health the, the pain and injury um, there are actually healthcare providers out there that are probably better equipped um, to deal with those concerns as an example pinpoint health now obviously this is the pinpoint health show uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna promote my company but there's more than just pinpoint health and i've always said that i try not to make this some type of an infomercial where you know we are the be all end all there are a lot of good health care providers out there um you know i just encourage people again go get the care that you need uh that's the premise of the show before we move into that Obviously, right now, uh, there is something, I mean, this is a healthcare show, but there is something that I do want to say on my platform when it comes to to the conversation around racism. Um, And I want to relate it to healthcare for, for my purpose, because that's what I do. The one thing that to me still seems crazy is, I guess, because I'm someone who lives in the world of science, okay? All skin is, is an organ, simple. It is just simply an organ, no different than, you know, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your GI system, whatever it may be. That's the way I see it, it's skin. Our bodies are designed with adaptations, meaning depending on where our ancestors or evolution may have happened, there's going to be a different adaptation. Some people have darker skin, some people have lighter skin. It is simply an adaptation to sun exposure, depending in the evolutionary chain where ancestors came from, if they were in areas that were hotter and more sun exposure, you've had darker skin that protected you against the sun. If you were living in areas that weren't uh, of, of, of high sun exposure, you had lighter skin. And now we have those adaptations as a result of our ancestors. It's just an organ, is what I wanna say. I still can't believe that in 2020, there are still people that wanna judge other individuals based on the color of their skin. It is simply an organ that has an adaptation to sun exposure, that's it, period. That is the basic, science behind skin it doesn't it does not mean anything else there is nothing else that skin means except that there is an adaptation to the level of sun that your ancestors and the evolutionary chain was was applied to so you know I, i think having racism still in 2020 is crazy i think the peaceful protesting is something that i'm for because i do think this is i'm not I'm not for looting and burglary and all this stuff. That's crazy. I I don't support that. But I definitely do support that, you know, people that have uh, a platform, have a voice The protest, all these things. And this is simply what I wanted to say with the platform that I have and relating it back to what I'm an expert in, which is, you know, science and the human body. Simple. It is just an organ that has an adaptation no different than any other organ has adaptations depending on, again, the evolutionary change. So we are just simply talking about an organ and I'm laughing because when I think of it, it's still crazy. Like, you know, and it's, and it's so simple to understand uh, to me that this should not determine how we treat human beings. Because at the end of the day, the one thing that we are is we're all human beings and all of us have different organs with different adaptations, but we are still equally human beings.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, and it's funny you, you end on that because, you know, they talk about racism. There really only is one. We're all the same race. Right. There's no difference. It's just as you said, color. And I saw I saw a meme yeah. up on uh, Instagram the other day, and it was it was too, it was a cartoon. It wasn't a photo, but it was a cartoon of two bags of blood, like you'd see at the Red Cross, and it said, "Pick the black one." How are you going to do that? Yeah. Blood is blood. Blood is, and that's what I mean.
2: It, we, it like, and the other thing is when other animals, other species look at us, they don't distinguish. It's just a human. Like you're saying, we are just simply a human. The same way, you know, the average person can't identify the different stripes on every different tiger. They all just sort of look like tigers to us, right? Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're yeah. not honed in on every single little. We are just all humans. Skin is an organ. And different people have different skin because of adaptations to sun exposure. That's it. Let's get over. Like, it's crazy that if there is still judgment out there, which I do believe racism exists, especially at individual levels where certain people have their preconceived notions and all these things. I think it's crazy that we judge people based on the color of their skin. I think we should very much judge everyone based on the merit of their characters.
1: Tom in Cambridge, hang on. I see you there, fellow. We'll get to your call uh, coming up here. Thank you for hanging on and your calls as well. This is a live call-in show, of course, at 12 minutes after 11 o'clock here, the Pinpoint Hell Show, 416-870-6400. We're coming right back on Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: You bet on a uh, lovely Saturday morning shaping out to be the next uh, six or seven days just just a beauty. It's uh, eleven fifteen. Yeah, the phone lines are open. Live call in show, of course, as uh, as always. Pinpoint Health Show 416-870-6400. We lost Tom. Tom, if you if you lost your connection, feel free to call back. We'll uh, we'll take your question for sure. But there's open lines for you as well. So so bring it on. You want to email when the show is not on. By the way, info at pinpointhealth.ca is email addresser one eight five 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 Doctor Lou. That's D drlou and the long form podcast series which is shaping up and uh getting more awesomer every week buddy is the uh, the loo down is how is how that goes what's um you mentioned uh, you know doctors slowly um gps and family doctors slowly starting to creep out the clinics it's coming up back yeah. into their offices how's uh how's things going with you with the uh with the reopening
2: yeah, I mean, good. Uh, we were obviously, you know, this is really the telltale sign for me that that there was a, a big need. Like this week, this past week was our first week uh, back that we started back uh, any deferred and elective type of care. So prior mm-hmm. to June eighth, we were only doing urgent and emergency care and any type of regular care was limited to virtual assessment um, we started back and we were actually quite busy um, we're obviously we have to really limit the amount of people we see so so there's a challenge there in terms of just making sure that we're doing it safe but in terms of being busy and consistent we were busy and consistent and and again the that that to me is the sign that well then people really need this right people yes. It's not like we just open and so people are coming for fun. People are coming because they're living with, with pain and injury and they need to, to figure out what's going on. In fact, I mean with the call screener with Tom who was on the phone, I it, the, the quick blurb there says noticing more aches and pains. What is the cause? This is a big thing that I've been hearing from patients that I've been doing assessments with where they're simply saying like, Hey, in the last few months, you know, I'm feeling a little bit worse in terms of the body than I typically have. What's the cause now? Obviously, everybody has a different cause to their generalized aches and pains, but, you know, if we sort of look at this on a whole, we have a population that has been confined to their homes, which means they're probably not moving around as much. They're not moving around as much, which also means maybe they're also not having the best diets anymore. So now all of a sudden, right. their, their nutrition uh, becomes a little bit poorer. And then it's compounded because that keeps happening. Now overlay that with the fact that we have all these problems going on in the world. And what does that do to your mental health, right? So is, is it really that surprising that people are feeling more aches and pains? I think not. I think, you know, I think I predicted this two months ago when this all started happening and i was talking about this and i said wait and see what happens the amount of pain injury all those things that people are going to sustain because once you put this like disastrous recipe together that's essentially one of the outcomes one of the outcomes is that your body's going to feel worse we are not meant to not be doing anything we're not meant to be having poor nutrition we're not meant to to be socially isolating, right? Like, this is something that is not inherent to who we are as humans. And because it's not inherent yeah. to who we are as humans. Now, compound that all. You, you get this perfect disaster. Make it even worse by the very nature that you can't seek your health care, right? Like, it, it's an absolute right. disaster. And I'm not blaming anybody. That, that is not the point of this because everyone was blindsided by this. Governments responded the way governments had to respond. This is, no, this is nobody's fault. I mean, there, maybe there, there is somebody's fault wherever this virus came from. There, that's a conversation we've got to have one day. But outside of that, anybody here in Ontario and Canada, it's, it's, governments did what they did. Politicians did what they needed to do. Uh, you know, we're just trying to figure this out as we go. So I, I'm not here to lay blame on anybody. But at the end of the day, we are not designed for this. And, and because we're not designed for it, our bodies are going to feel worse. No question about it. Um, and and that's just the reality of it. So, I mean, that if if someone were to say to me, why am I feeling worse right now? That's my high level answer. My next thing is, well, I got to figure out specifically what's unique to you and and do a proper assessment and diagnosis and whatever. Fine. But in a general, from a general standpoint, to me, it's not all that surprising that people are feeling worse.
1: 416-870-6400. I want to get to Marco here before we break. Hey, Marco, good morning. How are you? Uh,
2: not too bad. How
1: are you doing, bud? Good. Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind? What's your question? Um,
3: I, did, I did a complete shoulder replacement day, three months ago, but yeah. I'm experiencing a lot of pain in the neck going down to the shoulder blade. I don't know what's the reason for that.
2: I, I did, were you able to do rehab following the replacement?
3: No, actually, um, the, 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 the everywhere closed down two days after yeah. my shoulder. That's on the 12th to yeah. the 14th yeah, I started last week.
2: So I, th- I think you need to start the rehab. I mean, it's not it, I, the most ideal scenario would have been that you started shortly after your surgery, but uh, it's not like you've gone too far. I think you should start now. The muscles of the shoulder are very interconnected with the muscles of the neck. So it's very common that that type of... Um, compensation pain can happen where when someone has a shoulder issue they also start getting same-sided neck pain so that that's all very I'd say I want to say normal in quotations. it's normal for what's going on but I think really anytime you've had uh, any joint replaced the key is rehabilitating that area of the body and I think that's probably what you're missing
3: okay and one other thing Um, this pain gets really bad in the night if I don't get the painkiller I'm done for the whole night
2: Well, well, yeah, and that's related. Yes, and that goes back to what I was just talking about. Our bodies. So one of the reasons people often say this to me, they say, "I feel worse at night," or "I feel worse early in the morning." That is the longest period of time that we spend in our lives not moving around, not doing anything. When we're not moving, our bodies stiffen up. That's just the reality of it. That's why everybody is more stiff in the morning than they are, you know, four or five hours after waking up. That is the reality, and especially when you have something as severe as fat arthritis that led to a joint replacement, yeah, you're more likely to be sore and stiff, but again, this is all stuff that will probably start to be helped dramatically by doing the right rehab. So you're unfortunately a consequence of what's happened in terms of these things shutting down, um, which in all honesty, that to me would have still classified... As emergency care, we would have seen a patient like you during the COVID time, because to me, that's sort of urgent that you get the rehab you need following a surgery. So I I don't think everywhere closed down. I think maybe that was a perception, but that would have qualified for some emergency urgent care. But regardless of that, we can't go back in time. So we deal with the future. What you need to do now is, is as soon as you can start getting in and doing the rehab that you need to do.
1: Appreciate the call, Marco, and your time. We have uh, lots of room for you as well at 1122. Just call in like Marco did, get some answers right like that. 416-870-6400, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening
0: to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: 1125 Pinpoint Health Show uh, live and here and ready for your calls as always. 416-870-6400. Reaching out through email, info at pinpointhealth.ca. And you can check out the Lou down the long form podcast series anytime as well. Some good stuff Uh Good stuff happening there. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that people are kind of uh, sitting around more, maybe not eating so well. Yeah, there's like big uptake in alcohol consumption. We all know about that. So the weather has turned, and it's time for people to observe the physical distancing and get out there and move, man. I mean, they, yeah, they just got to yeah. start doing it again, right?
2: Well, yeah, and I mean, just on that, I think I, I heard a stat this week that I think alcohol consumption... Uh, is up like 400% across the province sales at the LCBO. I mean, you know, this is what's crazy about this, right? Like we we are telling, we we told people to stay home without any health guidelines, you know what I mean? Outside of, you know, wear a mask and wear gloves and wash your hands, that's fine. But what about how do you stay healthy so that in the unfortunate event, you catch this virus, what do you do? To yourself, what can you be doing to make sure that your immune system is stronger? And, you know, I tried. I'm going to be very honest here. I tried reaching out to a lot of government bodies um, to speak with them on this, to try to create a campaign about this. And I heard nothing back. You know, and, I, and I'm calling yeah. them out on this. I did, I did say that this was important. I think you know, John, I've been talking about this from the yep. very beginning. From the moment this started, I kept talking about what is it that you can do as an individual for you, your family, to keep healthy. And my suggestions were not rocket science. They were keep active as much as possible. You can be active inside your own home. Now, with the nice weather, there's definitely no excuse. I I see your Instagram, right? You're going for 80-kilometer bike rides. You're keeping healthy. Yep. you're you're eating a healthy diet you're using there's been some very good evidence especially around vitamin d and what that does for your immune system how do you get the best source of vitamin d the sun the sun right so so i mean this is not crazy and and the fact that you know there were no guidelines around this to me that's one of the problems and i think that's where in the future there needs to be things done better and and the conversation again you know, the problem I see with the world right now is we focus on whatever is sort of the in thing, okay? And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is during this whole thing, we heard a lot about mental health because mental health is sort of this in thing. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the importance of mental health. Anybody that listens to the show knows I've been talking about it for five years as it relates to pain, as it relates to anything. But we've segregated it to mean just mental health and forgetting that your mind is related to your body and vice right. versa. Right. And so all of these things, you know, you don't just affect your mind by cognitive behavior therapy or by thoughts and whatever. You can also affect the way your mind works by things you do with your body. There's amazing research out there that shows that moderate levels of exercise four to five times a week help to reduce depression, anxiety, all these things. Your nutrition matters. Like, why are we why are we so focused on distinguishing this? And that, to me, I see as an, as an overarching problem. And again, it's always because that's sort of the way this world works, right? Whatever is the in thing, let's focus on the in thing. Hey, I'm all, I, 100%, do not misunderstand what I'm trying to say. Mental health is important. It's potentially the most important, but it is not mutually exclusive from your body in terms of the way, what you do with nutrition and exercise and keeping active. And so... You know, we've, we've, we've done this horrible experiment of asking people to be home with no guidelines around how do you also take care of your body, because that also is going to affect your mind. And vice versa, the things you take the way you take care of your mind will take care of your body. But you, the, the more we focus on distinguishing the, these two things, the further we're moving away from the truth, in my opinion. The the, the truth is that these things need to be tackled together. If you can keep your mind and your body healthy together, that is your best chance at success in terms of staying healthy, period. And there's an enormous amount of research to suggest that on all of these fronts. And clinically, I see it every day. And and you know it too, John. As you you've gone through different phases in your life in terms of physical health, as have I. Mm-hmm. Is it not interesting? And I'm sure you found this as well. That when you're you're in your best physical health, your mental health often does better. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: Absolutely. You you sit around too long and don't exercise. To go out for a bike ride. I feel like mentally absolute crap. So you got to get out there and do it. And when you come back, it's amazing that the spiritual lift it gives you. Right.
2: Well, and it's and it's all a simple release of hormones and things that happen. Yep. It, it, there's a euphoric feeling. There's it, there's things that happen in your body. Different hormones are released, which give you these things. So it's a natural way to do that. But I'm not saying that your thoughts don't matter. Of course, I mean anybody that has ever listened to my show has heard me talk about the importance of pain and uh, what the mind does to pain and how you also have to tackle the mind. I'm not sitting here saying, "Hey, let's forget the mental health conversation." And I keep saying that because I really want to make it clear. Because in, again, another phenomenon in the day and age that we live is people only hear what they want to hear. They don't hear the totality of the of what I'm trying to say. The totality of what I'm trying to say is it all matters. We have to target the mental and the physical and we have to do it together not in some type of segregation where this is what you do for this and here's what you do with that our mind and our body are connected i don't know if that comes as a surprise to anybody but if that is a surprise that is the reality of the situation
1: Take a short break here and more of that on the way. The conversation continues. Please be part of it if you want to chime in. That's what we're here for. Live uh, show, of course, 416-870-6400 is the way to call in. It's 1131. We'll continue with more of the Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: 1133, right back at it. Pinpoint Health Show here, 416-870-6400. You have pain concerns, uh, something going on with you. You're not feeling just right. That's why you want to give us a call, 416-870-6400. Even on behalf of a friend or a family member, you can call them if they're a little bashful. That is no problem. You want to carry on after the show, one Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, and the podcast, the Lou Down, catch that where you get your favorite podcast. So there you go you're covered yeah
2: thank you and and on on the front of the podcast i really do encourage people go check it out there's a lot of interesting guests that i have on there it's a longer format there's no commercial breaks all of these things and a lot of these are topics that i think most people will find interesting uh so so check that out The other thing with this show uh john is you know we always tell people to call with their questions but i you know i was thinking on break when you before before we went to break, and you mentioned that like i'm happy to talk to people about whatever i mean even if you disagree with me i'm happy to have that conversation as long as it's in a respectful manner i'm willing to hear anybody's opinion and and see is maybe i'm maybe there's something i don't know maybe i'm missing something but i'm always happy to have these conversations around i think Anybody that's listened to the show long enough, or if you've just started tuning in right now, uh, you've gotten a sense of the way I see the way I see healthcare and the way I see that it should be done. If people disagree with that, I'm happy to hear those concerns as well. I mean, that that's really the whole point here of of evolving. We can all evolve, right? I may say something that may change your mind and you may evolve as a a person and your thoughts may evolve or that could happen the other way maybe someone says something to me that then i investigate further and i can change my opinion i think that's how we get better so um i wanted to throw that out there for anybody listening i mean even if you disagree with me uh you believe something different whatever it may be i'm happy to have that conversation that's why this this show is here
1: 416-870-6400 is the way to call through and talk about exactly that tom you're back good to have you how are you pal
3: Not bad, not bad. Um, I've started experiencing some pain in my shoulders from the top of the crown of the shoulder down to part of the bicep. And I can move my arm up to a certain point, and then when I try to raise, like, if if I was doing bench pressing right now, I don't think I could do a bench press or a push-up right now. That's that's the pain of it right now. Okay. Okay. So could it be tendinosis? Could it be?
2: it could be be uh one of many different things i mean this is the the important thing about what you i mean you asking me that if i just threw out a diagnosis i'd be no better than google right like because anyone could type in you know shoulder pain from this point to this point and what are the possibilities really i'm a i'm a i'm I'm google in that sense the reality of what i try to do is really and and what i'm a proponent of is figure out what the real problem is. It could be, it could be a lot of different things, okay? And, uh-huh. and, that's, and that's why professionals matter in terms of figuring uh-huh. these things out because the minute you start thinking it's one thing, and I see this all the time for every part of the body, it's something that it's, it's m- probably more than half the job I do is trying to f- fix people's beliefs and what they've been told by someone else or by Google or whatever. People always have a preconceived notion that they know what their problem is. And that's a big yeah. problem. Because once you believe you know what it is, then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, let's take the example that you're, you're confident that this is a tendonitis. Then all of a sudden oh. you start typing in shoulder treatment for tendinitis, da-da-da, and, wow. you know, you get all of these different things that pop up and you start doing these things for it. And... You do these things with nothing getting better. So now two things are happening. Number one, more time is going by without you actually doing the right thing for your shoulder. And number two, you may be taking things or doing things that may actually overall be harmful. As an example, with tendinitis, one of the things you'll hear is that for NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Well, you know, long-term usage of those things can affect the GI system, right? So now all of a sudden you develop some type of a GI problem. That doesn't mean it has to be a serious problem. It could just be something simple but the point I'm trying to make is if your diagnosis is not right or not confident or whatever it may be then your treatment will go with that and if your treatment is wrong it's because your diagnosis was likely wrong and if you're and if you're treating it the wrong way you're not going to get better and I see this all the time you know again more than 50 percent of what I do when I interact with people is actually trying to change uh their narrative in terms of what they've either been told or told themselves or whatever it is The big thing here is you've you've really got to figure out what the underlying problem is. And and, And, you know, this is the part of over the radio to hear, you know, you telling me I've got shoulder pain that goes from here to here. It started X amount of time ago. In my head, I've, I've got like a Rolodex of 100 things going through my head that it could be. This is where actually getting into the individual assessment is so very important. And again, that doesn't need to be me. That could be anybody that you trust with your health that's knowledgeable in these things. But I think that's really where the goal should be is, is to really get it diagnosed properly.
3: Well, I, I agree just trying to get in there to see somebody. I also agree, too, with your with your of opinions. I, I you know, Everybody's, somebody, everybody's I, kind of opinion. You know, we all
2: should listen to it once in a while. Yep. Yeah. I, can have, I can have someone call you. You can you can do a virtual assessment with me, and and we can definitely work towards it if you if you like. I, I'm more than happy to arrange that. Uh, great. Thanks very much. No problem.
1: Thanks, Tom. Appreciate uh, your time and to carry on. I know we'll have your number, but one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L O U is the way to go. Moving on to uh, to Cliff. Hey, Cliff. Thanks for uh, thanks for standing by. How are you this morning? Good, gentlemen. How are you? good pal what's good. Uh, what's on your mind
3: quick question uh, pins and plates in my right ankle i broke my ankle skiing about 20 years ago yeah i'm actually contemplating getting them out uh
2: what do you think on that it's a tricky one right so anytime you have hardware um you know the, the advantage of stable joints so taking your ankle the advantage of a stable joint and i have this question even the other way around where someone has been recommended to fuse a joint or whatever Here is on a high level where the pros and the cons are. The pros of of limiting mobility in an area is that you'll likely limit pain because pain is often a result of excessive mobility. On a very high level, you can get into more things where all of a sudden there's more degeneration, whatever. But in general, once you do that, you do limit some amount of pain. The con to it is that you lose mobility, right? So, you've already so my question to you would become this you've you've had this for you you've clearly adapted your life to having this because you've had it for so long what would be your reason for wanting to get it out
3: uh just reason being is because i've lost a significant amount of weight
2: okay when i think you had
3: them put in when it was put in my weight was I was bigger than what i am now per se for example right so that yeah. was the reason being and I do have. Um, I, I used, when I was bigger, I also
2: had to wear orthotics for my feet and stuff like that because I do have heel spurs and bone spurs, right? So and I right. still do have, but yeah. So that was the reason being I've lost. I've lost a substantial amount of weight. I dropped 75 pounds, right? So. Yeah. the The other the other challenge here, Cliff, is that you've had this for so long that it may not be as you know. Once you have that hardware in there, then bone starts to form around it. There's scar tissue. It's it's a more complicated conversation. What I would say is if. You know and again this is sort of like a very high level opinion because i'm not i'm not seeing you in general if i would tell somebody if it's if it's not providing you with any problem i get sort of what you're thinking in terms of Mm -hmm. well you're lighter so maybe there's an advantage there if it's not bothering you outside of that i probably wouldn't mess with it um it would just be my initial thought i i mean i may change my mind if i speak with you further and, and know something that i wasn't able to divulge here on air but but I would say in general, if it's if it's not broken, don't fix it type of thing. I'm not having any problems at all. So with then, the yeah, then, yeah, then you know, I think I think maybe you know you maybe inherently already know the answer then.
1: Cliff, appreciate your time in the call. Greg, Ross, fellas, stand by. We'll get to you as we take a short break here. 416-870-6400. It's 1142. This is the Pinpoint Health Show, and it's on Global News Radio. You are
0: listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And thanks for hanging around Pinpoint Health Show. It is 1144 on a Saturday morning. When we're done here, get out and enjoy it, man. Get out. There's the hashtag, right? Everybody going to enjoy some weather and some activity. But the phone calls, we go right back to them because they are the top priority. Greg, thanks for standing by. What's uh, what's going on?
3: Well, thanks for taking my call. I've got some knee problems going on. I'm um, hoping the doctor can know what the terminology, the proper terminology is. But I have bow legs, and yeah. my doctor suggested, the specialist suggested last year, that they cut a wedge out of the side of my knee and fill it with either a bone from my hip or something else so my knees would go back, back to being straight, and that's sort of... Uh, scared the heck out of me after I've seen some uh YouTube videos on it so I ended up getting cortisone shots in my knees and I'm right. just starting to feel the on my left one it's not that it hurts it just aches almost all the time and I'm an avid runner and I'm a I, I am a bigger boy because uh I, I lift a lot of weight
2: mm-hmm.
3: but I love to run
2: so I guess how long have you been bow-legged for your whole life I'm assuming
3: uh, i think it's progressed that uh, family uh, lucky family trade i guess it's progressed as i've gotten
2: older uh so okay so anytime the bowl okay that gives me a little bit better of an idea typically and again i'd have to see x-rays but what will happen when the degenerative process happens in the knee uh once things are bone on bone so there's this idea that once something is right bone on bone it stops the degenerative process actually doesn't stop when it's bone on bone and it will progress further. And what it does is it actually breaks down um, other, pieces, other bone and expands further. And what that does is it starts to deform joints. The best example that I can give of this is if you've ever seen older women who have had significant arthritis in their hands, and you look at their hands, their fingers will actually look crooked. And that's a result of that significant arthritis creating uh, the bone to actually change shape because it continues to lay down more bone, more bone, and, and it's gotta displace in order to keep that process up. The same thing actually happens in the knee, and that's one of the things that when people are sort of contemplating when is the right time to get a knee replacement, what I often tell them, especially if they're right bone on bone, is, hey, just cause you're bone on bone, they think that this is the end of the line. The next stage is your your, your joint will actually start to change. And when it changes, that creates other functional problems. Um, so, I mean, that's maybe what's going on. Again, I don't know. I'd have to see x-rays of, of you in terms of g- putting in pieces of bone um, in order to space it out. I mean, I'm I'm actually not familiar with that. I, I didn't think that they would do that that often. Uh, but, I mean, the one thing that I could tell you is from a knee standpoint, and, and it's great that you like to run, but running is potentially one of the worst things you could be doing for yourself right now, Um, in terms of the amount of pressure that's put on and the degenerative load that continues to happen. You may want to consider, and I think it's great that you're active, but you may want to consider um, activities that offload you, So, say like the elliptical or biking. I know it's very hard for people who are avid runners to hear this, uh, but that's just sort of the reality. The more that you keep that up, the more that that process will happen. Um, and so if you're sort of wary of doing any type of surgery, the conversation really needs to become, okay, well, what can I do to slow this down? Uh, really, what you can do to slow it down is, is, is stop running, because the more you run, the amount of uh, pressure and degeneration that happens, there's nothing greater in terms of that will create that. that. That's probably one of the worst things you can do when you've got degenerative needs.
3: Yeah, I, I agree that you're a thousand percent right. I've tried to limited just to bush running where it's not the same impact. And I have taken up biking. And the reason yeah. why I started calling things there was a bike ride this morning, and it was just still like the ache in it
2: was just unbelievable. Yeah, so, I mean, there might be more going on, right? So this is where, again, assessments matter a lot because I, I, a lot of what I'm doing is assuming, right? I haven't actually taken a yeah. proper history or anything. So same thing. I, I can have someone call you. We can We can sort of investigate this further so that I can understand more. Uh, but in general right you know biking anything that offloads the the joint is and keeps you active is going to be better than anything like like running which is going to really speed up that degenerative process but maybe there's something else there that i'm not understanding it's also possible that people have varus or valgus strains on their knee which is either bow legged or knock knee the medical terms for it just naturally due to an anomaly and maybe that's the case with you right so I don't actually, I don't actually know, and we'd have to sort of investigate that further. Okay. Okay. I'll have someone. Thanks, call
1: Greg. Me. Appreciate that, and uh, I'm going to leave you with a number, and you can reach out. Please do. Don't hesitate. One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou. D R L O U. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. Ross, just hang on for one more minute till we take our last break here, and I'll get to your call. Ross is coming up next. Pinpoint Health. Show, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred eleven forty nine. We'll get right back at it here on Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And we are right back at it. It's 11.53, few minutes uh, to go here, and as promised, getting to uh, Ross. Ross, thank you so much for hanging on there for a couple minutes. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? good what's uh what's on your mind
4: uh my daughter um is ready for acl surgery she tore her acl last uh last year and with yep. the surgery starting uh next week and the week after she's going to have uh acl surgery and i'm just wondering um the options are with uh, a hamstring graft or a patella uh, graft and we're just wondering which is uh which is better which is recommended
2: well, what has the surgeon recommended? I mean, a lot of that would would it's very individual based on you know the strength of those uh, ligaments or tendons within the individual. What what has been the recommendation you've received?
4: Uh, the latest one is patella. He's recommending patella. Now she was playing competitive soccer, and he said if you wanted to get back to playing competitive sports, he's recommending patella. Yeah, my daughter uh, also. I don't know if she's read up in, I guess, uh, on the internet and stuff with the hamstring graft that uh, there seems to be pain for
2: a longer period of time in the knee. Yeah, so I, I would say what you read on the internet doesn't matter as much as what the surgeon who's going to do the surgery would recommend. I would also agree that, so number one, the ACL prevents shear of the tibia, which is the lower bone, uh, going forward on the top bone, the femur your hamstrings do that as well. Um, so it's always worthwhile with soccer to have a very strong prevention of that shear. Um, so I think if she did want to play soccer longer term, I, you know, based on the very limited things that I know and just based on the, the opinion she's already had, I'd probably go with the patella as well, um, just because I feel the, the hamstring is going to be much more important in her uh, playing career in the future. Oh, okay,
4: but you haven't heard that there's pain associated with hamstring longer term.
2: Well, it makes sense, right? The hamstring is a muscle which has better blood supply. There's more pain sensation in that area. I, I don't, I don't know for sure. I, I have not heard that. I don't think that should be the basis of the decision, though. I think, I think the basis of the decision should be really based on sort of thinking about the future of her activity and the sport she's doing, and then also understanding um, the the surgeon obviously is taking into consideration her body, her, exa- her what's going on with her hamstring, her patella, all of those things, which I have not seen. So uh, I've not heard anything about the, the pain stuff. Okay. Okay.
4: Thank you. Thank you for your No fight.
1: problem. Thank you, Ross, and uh, best of luck to you and your daughter. See, it's it's, it's amazing the elevation of occurrence, I guess. It, it seems natural when you're paying competitive or elite sports, but the counter to that is she will probably listen to whatever rehab and prehab advice is dished out to her before and after the surgery because, as we know, athletes in the juxtaposition to people who don't take part in sports or much physical activity are very diligent when it comes to literally getting back on their feet, right?
2: 100%. It's one of the, it does make the job of the rehab specialist definitely much easier when they're dealing with athletes because athletes are keen to want to get back They're used to being active and they're used to being active at a more high level than what rehab often is. And so they, they want to do it. In fact, one of the negatives with athletes is that sometimes they want to progress so fast that they end up going too fast. And actually yeah. hurting their outcome, but but in general, if you can if you can sort of have that conversation and mitigate that, they do very very well just based on the very nature that they know how important keeping the body healthy is and doing the right exercises, uh, and and they're very highly motivated. So definitely, I mean. I always tell everybody, everybody should think like an athlete when it comes to yep. taking care of their yep. pain and injury. Just pretend. Yep. That you, and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's really no different. Because, listen, if you're an athlete making money to play a sport, what really is the difference if you're an individual going to work every day and making money? Your body is part of that, right? Like, you need to have a healthy body. You need to be, you know, you don't want to have a knee ache sitting at a desk that affects you that you know you can't be as productive as you you would otherwise be that makes you feel depressed dah, 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 whatever it may be there's really no difference so we are all to some extent an urban type of athlete and we should be dealing with our bodies the same way any athlete would
1: all right before we go here in a minute uh, give us some details just as uh, how people can still reach you and how the clinics are again getting back into business right
2: yeah so uh, i encourage everybody go to pinpoint health .ca, um, You can see the list of things that we are doing. Uh, you can reach me or the clinics at 1-855-55-DR-LOU, D R L O U, or send us an email, and, and that email can be a question, whatever it is, uh, info at pinpointhealth.ca.
1: And we will catch you next week. Thanks for joining us. Reach out indeed. Don't hesitate. It's the Pinpoint Hell Show. And we'll be back at it next Saturday on Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.